Mood. Yes, I'm old and I'm fed. Promotional consideration paid for by the following. Patreon.com forward slash WHW Monday. If you want more of Conorada Thompson and Tony Schiavone, complete with behind-the-scenes videos and new content every week. And by LoisRules.com. Still one of the hottest sites on ProWrestlingTees.com to get your t-shirts from What Happened When. Why do you need to go to a website to get a t-shirt? And also, named after a crazy lady, crazier than me. And by BoxingGimmicks.com. With useless stuff like coffee mugs, baby onesies, beach towels, koozies, and a whole lot more to seriously show your support because you're a sellout like that Conorad guy for what happened when, something to wrestle with, in 83 weeks, then go to boxofgimmicks.com. Maybe Tony Schiavone can wheel me around to get something to eat. I'm hungry and I'm old. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the main event. Talking about the great years of World Championship Wrestling, the NWA and Jim Crockett Promotions. Tony answers what they win. Look, Shivani's back again. World title split off center stage. Bischoff, Disney, Hogan, and Nitro. New World Order and the Crow. Thunder Russo, Arquette Champ, Vinny Mac, simulcast. Tony's back with Conrad. Not your classy podcast. Watch along, try not to laugh. Lois rules cat back. This wasn't the initial plan. Tomsing's a good looking man. Quondike Bill, make a chair. Tommy, you come over here. What happened when? WHW Monday. And now, let's go to the ring. And here's your co host. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to What Happened When? With Tony Schiavone. Tony, how are you? Fine, Conrad. How you doing? Man, I'm really excited. Uh, the week is here. It is a huge week in the history of professional wrestling. Whether you're a WWE fan, whether you're an NXT fan, whether you like raw, you like SmackDown or whether you like AEW. man, things are moving and shaking big shows over this past weekend from new Japan, big news from impact. MLW has got a pay-per-view on the horizon. What a great time to be a wrestling fan. And we today are going to go back and visit. Well, when it wasn't quite so easy. Of course, we're talking about clash of the champions 12 from September 5th, 1990. And man, this, this feels like, a uh, a crime in sports that we're having to, to go back and visit wrestling from 1990. Well, you know what? It was a crime in sports back at that time. Well, it's all down to fame, money ego these things can make athletes seem superhuman but what happens when those in professional sports reveal the darker side of their humanity the podcast network's new sports podcast sports criminals explores some of the most significant sports crimes throughout the world some are chilling like when the former nfl receiver ray caruth hired a friend to murder his pregnant girlfriend some of these crimes are reckless like when former NBA star Jason Williams shot his limo driver to death and tried to cover it up. 
And unfortunately, some of these crimes are unimaginably tragic. Like when wrestler Chris Benoit murdered his wife and seven-year-old son before committing suicide. Sports criminals, athletes you thought you knew, crimes you won't forget. Listen and subscribe to Sports Criminals for free on Spotify and anywhere you listen to podcasts. Or just visit parcast.com slash sportscriminals to listen now. Parcast, by the way, is P-A-R-C-A-S-T dot com slash sports criminals. I wonder if they've got something up yet about the black scorpion. You reckon? I doubt that, even though he tried to kill the business. Yeah. I mean, it feels like a crime. So it was a crime. Maybe they could look into that, but I'm, I'm excited that we're going to cover it. And I'm hoping that somewhere you can, uh, wake old what's her name up and we can get this show on the road with clash of the champions 12 from September 5th, 1990. I'm glad you said that. Let's go to what's her name over here and give us a countdown. Three, two, one, go. The Clash of the Champions X. One, one. That's 12. <laughs> From the mountains, Sid Vicious, couple of rednecks, couple of free birds, couple of meatheads. Oh, there's a big cowboy, and there's another meathead, and there is a dipshit. No, it's Ric Flair, I'm sorry. And Sting! And Sting, the Black Scorpion. Fall Brawl 90. Clash of the Champions. Mountain Madness. Ding, 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 ding. Come to you from Asheville Civic Center. Ding, 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 ding. Get that camera out of my way. Ding, ding, ding. Look at this duo, would you? I love it. I do too, man. JR, I tell you what, JR was a great, JR was a great dresser. Well, he's, you're going to love the way you look. That's what he used to tell you, but you wouldn't listen. <laughs> so you just wore your double breasted shit all the time. So we're going to figure it out. Yeah. You know, JR told me as they're going down the matches here, as we're getting ready to do our AEW show, uh, coming up this week on Wednesday, eight o'clock Eastern time on TNT, two hours, by the way, um, JR told me, he said, get yourself a black jacket. He said, and get somebody to put that AEW patch on. Make sure that black jacket is tailored. <laughs> I said, yes, sir. <laughs> you got it, buddy. Did you get it tailored? Uh, no. I was fixing to say, I, I, I saw that right off the rack shit on AEW. And I was like, nah, he didn't do that. Uh, don't tell me that right off the rack shit. You don't know what right off the rack. Sh- what the hell is this? What do you mean? I don't know what right off the rack. Hey, yeah, it's the Bad Street video, baby. Let's play a little bit. Okay. I don't give a fuck what you say. This shit was cool. Serious business. How much cooter do you think Michael Hayes was getting right here? God, he was getting tons of them. How much cooter do you think he gets now? Uh, less. None. No. I, I know for a fact that ain't true. I've seen him close a deal or two. It's a cool, it's a cool ass video, man. The further down the buck went the battery it got. I know that there's a lot of shit stuff on here, and I know that this 1990 version of the Freebirds kind of. <sighs> Holy shit, a yeah. mole. <laughs> But the video was cool. 
but we come back from the video, maybe a little less cool. I love the ramp. You know, I love lamp and I love ramp and here's buddy Rogers and here's Mr. Garvin and here's Mr. Hayes. And they've got the sequined rebel flag robes and they got the rebel flag face paint. And by the way, not that we're trying to ignite a South Carolina controversy or whatever from a few years ago. Look at that upper deck. Look how empty it is. Yikes. Whoa. Why would we allow that to look like that? Well, because they didn't plan on shooting it and then they just did. And then somebody got in his ear and said, stop fucking shooting from that angle. Get off. Of and look, they're wrestling two more guys. Another rebel flag with rebel flags. And oh, by the way, bullet Bob bringing out the rebel flag. It is rebel flags all over the place in this one, boy. We have got six rebel flags in the opening match. Jesus. Oh, a match though. It's got a potential to be a pretty good match. Well, the Southern boys are maybe one of the most underrated tag teams of the era, right? They have just torn it up in 1990. If you haven't already go back and watch great American bash from Baltimore. They had a classic against the midnight express. And by the way, bullet Bob who looks old right there is in the most ridiculous shape ever. He looks like he's here to fuck up Jack LaLanne. Yeah. Bullet Bob Armstrong. One of my favorite guys of all time. By the way, uh, it tickles me that Dusty Rhodes referred to Michael Hayes as Fantasia and he put Fantasia on his tights. <laughs> Did you ever have a Fantasia Mickey Mouse hat? Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. I Matter of fact, I, I love that Fantasia movie. I had a Fantasia Mickey Mouse hat in like 90. Did you two, really? Two, I think. Yeah. You had the, the wizard's hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you need to go with us to Disney World. Fuck you. I'm not going to no, Disney no, World. Don't fuck me. Go with us to Disney World. I'd like for somebody else to pay for the trip for a change. I was going to say, you didn't really want me to go. No, just want your checkbook or your credit card. One of the two. Typical. Listen, I, I've come listen, to expect that from you. No, let's, we'll go. We'll stay at the Grand Floridian. I've been there. It's nice. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Megan and Lois can just get massages. Who, you is, know. who is Megan? Megan and See, Lois. Right. Yeah. You Let's, and Lewis, you and Lewis can <laughs> meet us down there. <laughs> I can't wait. The idea of me vacationing with Lewis, I'm going to tell you right now, on a scale of one to 10, that's about a negative 17 ghost rider. <laughs> All I hear from you is how fucking miserable you are. And you're like, God damn, come with us. No, <laughs> it's the equivalent of when you're like, Oh my God, this must've gone bad. It tastes like shit. Have a bite. I don't need to do that. You already told me everything I need to know. Okay. You just tried that on me and I'm not, I'm not falling for it. I'll, I'll tell you something that they got now at Disney world that they didn't have when I was bringing the kids back in the nineties. Alcohol. I got that downstairs. I'm just amazed. I mean, I, I, you know, I drank a lot this past week. Really? Oh yeah. That explains uh, why I was getting some of the messages from you. Yeah, I was, I, uh, I drank a lot of frozen margaritas, a lot of uh, pina coladas, a lot of these, this crazy, uh, this blue raspberry with, uh, rum in it, a lot of great stuff. Uh, meanwhile, uh, the match is pretty good so far, even though they got two motherfuckers. <laughs> Look at that face fucking paint. It looks so dumb. It does. By the way, I asked Michael Hayes about that once and he said, uh, 
you know, Conrad, we's doing it. We's just doing it for Georgia. You know, and Mon Eric boys came out there with all their Texas bullshit. Yeah. We's just doing it for Georgia. We, we didn't even, we wasn't even thinking like that. We's the rebels. We's the heels. We's the bad guys. We's just trying to get heat from them Texans. That's all we's doing. Oh, I love that spot. Well, they both <laughs> crouch down. What a great spot. Steve Armstrong. So good, dude. Oh yeah. Really? The uh, young guns or whatever they call themselves, right? Wild eyed Southern boys. Wild eyed Southern boys. One of the most underrated. Uh, you may have already said this. One of the most underrated tag teams ever. That's a great take. Where have I heard that before? You must have said it. Like seven minutes ago. Thanks for uh, paying attention. That's where I heard it. Yeah. Can you do me a favor? Fuck you. No, no. Uh, Wednesday night, uh, TNT, AEW Dynamite Live, uh, two hours, beginning at eight o'clock. Would you just text me some lines? I'll be there, actually. Well, you have your phone. I'll, I'll just walk over and whisper it in your ear. Okay. Hey, you know what? Now feels like as good a time as any right now. Wednesday, October 2nd on TNT. Get ready for the revolution with all elite wrestling. It's the most exciting professional wrestling in the last decade made for wrestling fans by the wrestlers themselves. AEW flies higher, hits harder, and their all inclusive roster of superstars is breaking all the boundaries. Chris Jericho, Cody and Brandy Rhodes, the young bucks, Nyla Rose, and more all elite wrestling, a new league rises Wednesday. October 2nd at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central, only on TNT. Uh, can you believe this is like actually happening and we're not just reading copy for this, but like you're like on the fucking show here on TNT live? I've been having dreams about it for two weeks now. And it's really happening. And Every night. Yeah. I'm going to tell Every you, listen, I want you to know I got you covered. I know you like the back of my hand at this point. We've developed quite the relationship these last few years. And I would call it a close friendship, but go ahead. Yeah. Well, we'll go with that too. I mean, I've seen you naked, so we got that going for us. I'm, um, I'm bringing you your, I'm bringing you your secret weapon. You are. That's the reason I'm coming up. You're bringing me some surge. I'm bringing you surge. Oh, surge. I have located a six pack of surge. It's mint from 2000. So it's a good year. And you are going to let so much B-level commentary flow through your body. It's going to be tremendous. Hey, motherfucker, it's going to be A-level commentary. No, no, no. A-level. Don't give me that B-level bullshit. Oh, well, hang on now. I, Jim Ross You're told fuck- me that he, the, her, there's only one person bringing her goddamn A-game, son, and that's me, my boy, uh, Connie. I'm bringing the A game and, 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 and Shivani's going to bring the big game and Excalibur. Well, he's there too. He's, he's wearing a, I don't know why he's wearing a hood, but he is. And I mean, I'm not going to ask why he's wearing a hood. God's hope they just goddamn don't ask me why I'm wearing a, a cowboy hat, but, and why is Tony Shivani wearing earrings? We're like fucking, you know, the odd couple, but there's three of us. We're like a modern day odd couple. Well, I hope Jr. does bring his A game because if he brings his A game, then we're all gonna look good. Dude, Jr.'s ready. Yeah, you know we're having fun, but Jr.'s ready. I don't know if I tease him like uh, at least once a week. I will never forget when Moxley ran out in Vegas and he had the line, "The thunder and the lightning." I'm like, where the fuck does that come from? 
If yeah. anybody else said thunder and lightning, it sounds goofball as shit. But when he delivers it, you're like, yeah, that makes sense. I'm in. That's right. He knows how to just set the stage, man. And you know, somebody much smarter than me once said the wrestlers are making the music and the commentators are providing the lyrics and that motherfucker can sing a song. And I just hope you're not there to fuck it up for him. You know, his, his big night. <laughs> I'll do my best cocksucker. <laughs> Not really. I'm so excited for you. I wouldn't miss this one for the world. And I'm going to, uh, I'm going to cut out of work early on Wednesday and scoot up there. I found a flight from Huntsville to DC. Can you believe it? Yes, I can't. Hey, uh, by the way, uh, do you know that in, and I even put this on Twitter at Disney, they have a surge mojito. Did yeah, you see I, that? I did see your tweet about that. I couldn't believe it. Did you have one? Uh, yeah, Surge, Bacardi, Lime, and Mint. Of course you had one. You got that AEW money now. You can afford $15 theme park drinks. It was. It was $15. Of course it is. Everything in a theme park is $15. Oh, <laughs> Did you, would you like a breath of fresh air? That'll be $15. Would you like an ice cream cone? That'll be $15. Would you like to cut to the front of the line? That'll be $15. Would you like to look out that window? That'll be $15. <laughs> Were you planning on flushing that toilet? Because that's $15. Oh, Bob, with the right hand. There you go. Cover him. Come on, Michael. Down one, two, and a save. Hey, Bob, with the stiff right hand there, buddy. You know why this was called Mountain Madness? Yeah, because we're in Asheville, North Carolina, in the mountains. You ever been to Asheville? Uh, No. Oh, quite the place. I hear that uh, Edge lives there. Does he? Yeah. Well, I don't, I, I can't say this about edge, but I know a lot of hippies do live there. Hmm. So you're calling edge a hippie. I am not one, two, three. There's a three. In the hey, roll let's get that tweeted out folks. Hashtag, no, I'm not calling him a hippie motherfucker. Don't start that now. Hashtag edge became very quickly. One of my favorite, one of my favorite pro wrestlers. Name three edge matches. Uh, edge against, uh, <laughs> <laughs> the main event the main event for wrestlemania 25 okay he wasn't in that but go ahead yes he was he was in a three-way wasn't he that was not the main event but he was in wrestlemania 25 right yeah okay uh so, i don't know any so, other so, so his okay. match with big show and mm-hmm. and john cena is your favorite match of his yeah well one of the favorite matches yeah his. can you name any other ever in life no, no i can't okay so let's just get that trending on Twitter. <laughs> AEW announcer. Hey, don't first edge What a great finish. Old school <laughs> Southern <laughs> wrestling. <laughs> As we're going to commercial here. Talk to Talk to Steve Steve. Steve. <laughs> Lucky <Look>, call. <laughs> By the way, if you think I'm not low key trying to buy one nine hundred nine oh nine ninety nine hundred, you're wrong. <laughs> Do they still have 900 numbers? I'm sure they do. I mean, how else does Jobber Shivani jack his little Peter or whatever? <laughs> the only way he can talk to girls. All right, look at this young wow. son of a bitch. I'm going to play this audio. Rick Steiner winning the belts from the Midnight Express in the Meadowlands back on August 24th. The Scotty's got to feel good to be champions once again. That's right, Tony. You know, I'm excited for two reasons. The first one being we're giving the people champions that they can cheer for. The second reason, this now makes us the number one contenders for this World Tag Team Champions. Doom, 
You can't design, deny us a rematch any longer. Those, those world tag team titles are coming back across our waist. Okay, now Rick, tonight on TBS against Maximum Overdrive, we know nothing about them. They have nothing to lose against you guys tonight. Tony, have you ever heard of them? Not at all. What strategy we, you got? We've never heard of them either. My brother and I go up to the ring. We never have any strategy. I never know what I'm going to do. He may know a little bit. But we always go out to the ring with nothing on our mind, and whenever time we get in the ring, we just do whatever comes natural. Doom, you had your chances being the champions. You told us, go back down to the bottom and wrestle all those bums down there. Well, we went down, and this is proof. We're coming back, Doom. Guarantee it. Okay, fans, let's go back to the ring. Boy, when you hear that promo, it really is a wonder how Scott Steiner ever became a main event guy. I know. But he did. Yeah. In a Ooh. big way too. Buddy Landell. So I, much potential. The tattoo or the, the fake tattoo. He puts skid row on there and then he's like, oh, they're my boys. It's like so skid, crazy to me. Looks like skid pal. <laughs> you were, what's your favorite skid row song? I have none. Give you a dollar. If you know the lead singer of skid row. Uh, I don't, I don't know. Boy, I really thought you'd have that one. Who is it? Well, Sebastian Bach was like the guy everybody remembers the most. I don't remember Skid Row. You don't remember Sebastian Bach? I've heard of the name, yeah. Wasn't he a classical music Denis right? Oh Jesus. This is gonna be a long show today. I Mike Rotundo, Buddy Landell. Hmm. <sighs> yeah, Buddy Landell back in the day wouldn't have wouldn't have snored you out. Buddy could work back in the day, but Listen, these guys can work now. I mean, in this era, but yeah. they just do nothing for me, by the way, look at all those empty chairs back there dressed up as people. <laughs> um, yeah, this match to me is the equivalent of, this is like the visual JJ Dillon podcast. <laughs> right. I, I get that. Hey, I want to go back to that interview we just saw. Yeah, please do go back to it. Tony, go no, back. No, a couple of. A couple of things out of the interview I'd like to, I'd like to remark on. If Please I Please do. We'd love for you to remark. Okay. Start remarking. Number, number one, okay, I was a good-looking motherfucker back then. That's number one. Compared to what? The way I look now. Okay. Fair. Okay. Fair. I'll give you that. Fair. Okay. And number two, I don't think Rick Steiner ever did an interview without a dip of Copenhagen in or skull. Is it, you ever notice that? I don't think it was required. He always had it down and he, he always had a dip in when he did an interview. I just amazing. So there's my, there are my two remarks. And now we go back to the match. Hey, Conrad. Hey, Clash Tony. Champions 12, baby. Why are you, you know clapping what? for this? I'm like, I'm clapping because of the week. AEW oh, dynamite. Damn. Here we go. This is another episode of grill and Jr. folks. You know, Buddy what? Landell reminds me of Joey Janela's uncle. And if you'd like to see more of Joey Janela, see him this Wednesday, only on TNT. And if, well, Mike Rotunda reminds you of somebody, they won't be there. Don't watch. Are you there, Tony? I'm here. I'm here. I'm, I was just hoping you'd do some more JR for me because it's very entertaining. No. I was hoping that you would, you know, do something to contribute. By the way, uh, the torch would report Clash of the Champions 12 doing at drew an average five rating and an eight share. The final half hour of the special featuring Sting versus the Black Scorpion and Ric Flair versus Lex Luger 
was viewed by more people than any other cable television wrestling match in history. A 6.8 rating was translate to 3.8 million homes and approximately 8 million viewers was consistent throughout the final half hour. Let's process that boys and girls. We were told that NXT did just over a million viewers. And this thing we're watching today here, eight times that. What does that tell you? Is well, I'm asking you, you're the older person in this conversation. I don't, I don't know what that says. I don't know what that says. What do you mean? You don't know? Well, I mean, that's just a mad. So those are amazing numbers, aren't they? 8 million. But you can't put 3000 in the Asheville civic center. Right. Well, it's like you used to say, you know, you do so much shit. Eventually they've seen all the shit and they don't want to see nothing. Right. And not only that, why pay for it when you can see it live on TNT? Well, that's what you tried to pull on Lois. And yet you still wound up married with a litter of children. Uh, what I could say, you could be here with me. You could see me live on TNT. I don't No, 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 no. You said, why would I buy the milk when I, why would I buy the cow and I can get the milk for free? Oh, God. She was throw that, throw that monkey on you. Okay. (laughs) Well, it's been a long time since she's thrown that monkey on me. Thank God. Well, in fairness, maybe she'd throw it on you. If she knew you were using some blue chew. Well, I have Lee used some blue chew. And I just say that, uh, just put it this way. Uh, the next time I, uh, take some blue chew, I'm going to give Francine a call. Well, why do you keep doing this? He's going to drive to your house and beat the shit out of you. Well, when he drives to my house, I'll be in Philadelphia with her. <sighs> you not- know, we are going to be in Philadelphia. AEW is. What are you doing? He's going to beat the fuck out of you, dude. Oh, come on. It's we're having fun. Yeah. It's all fun. You start talking about fucking dudes, wives. <laughs> I'm not talking about fucking dudes, wives. I'm, well, I guess I am. Yeah, you are. That blue chew has gone to your brain, but that's not a side effect. Hopefully you'll enjoy blue chew and you won't try to take other dudes, wives. Um, it, it has the same active ingredient as Viagra and Seattle. So if you've ever tried those, let me tell you, it's going to work the same, maybe better because those are pills. And son, these are chewables. And that means it can work up to twice as fast. You can take them on a full or empty stomach. You'll be good to go. And how about this? It's cheaper than those other two because you get to skip the in-person doctor's visit. You've prescribed online for the bluechew.com affiliated physician. And if you qualify, it happens very quickly. And then you don't have to go down and have that awkward conversation with that cutie with a booty behind the counter at the pharmacy. No, no. It shows up to your house in a very discreet package. It doesn't say this will get your dick hard junior on the outside. It's just a plain old envelope. But when you pop it open, you're going to pop a boner. You hear me chew it and do it. And we've got a special offer for our listeners. If you're looking to get your cock so hard, even a cat couldn't scratch it. Tony, tell them how. Yeah. Great deal is use promo code WHW. When you go to bluechew.com. that's bluechew, B-L-U-E-C-H-E-W.com. And if you use the promo code WHW, you get your first order free. Wait, WHW. How much? Free. Okay. You only got you only got to pay the shipping, which is five bucks. That's it. Free. Free Bluetooth. So we're giving away free hard-ons here. And I'm going to take that. 
Okay, you've convinced me uh, Francine's husband's going to beat the shit out of me, so I'll leave that alone for the time being. What about Medusa? Now, her husband will come in in the middle of the night and cut me in the throat. Uh, what about Marlena? How about ooh, Selena De La Renta? What, what, what are you doing right now? I'm just trying. I'm just trying to line up my blue chew nights. Okay. What I'm trying to do, chew it and do it is what I do. And because it comes to my door, discreet packaging lows would think it's a pair of shoes. And I'll say, I'm going to Philadelphia. I'll be right back. BlueChew.com promo code WHW. What? I'm just. Here's, I just don't say. Look how look how nice I look here. Look how pretty I am. Look at that hair. Man. Look at that watch I got on. What the fuck? What do you think, uh, Buddy Roberts is saying? Uh, I, I, I smoked too many cigarettes and drunk too much Jack Daniels. And I just want to say that Michael gets all the pussy and I'll be in the next room. And Terry Gordy was the one that could work. Right, Michael? Well, that's right, buddy. And I'm going to tell you this. The reason I get all the pussies. Cause you got a dick smaller than Shivani's pinky and everybody knows, Hey, if you want to see my dick, Hey, all you got to do is come to the Ramada and just follow the trail of naturalized beer cans. And at the end of that, it's going to be a whole bunch of butt fucking in my room. That's what goes down. That's Freebird style. We ain't here for the cooter. We're here for the tutor. You hear me? Yeah, they're going to take the limo to get the cooter or the tutor right now, aren't they? I'm not going to do any more voiceovers. I read criticisms online that I'm not funny, and then I try to force my way into this show, and I should just lay out and let you do your thing. So I'm going to do that today. That was Wait, my, but, that was no, 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 no. Who wrote that? Fans online. You know, I want to give them what they want. Fuck them. <laughs> the fans. Come on now. They're listening. Fuck the ones that are criti- critical of you for crying out loud. Don't they get, I mean, look, these guys are going to the holiday Inn. <laughs> they didn't, they didn't go to, they went to the holiday Inn. Oh, they're in Hollywood. It's your smog. Going to have an earthquake. All pink hot. You ever had a pink hot dog? No, I've never had, you ever had a pink sock? Pink's hot dog is really good. Okay. So it's a Hollywood tradition, but the holiday Inn just ain't in it guys. Uh, Ron Simmons in the back is their security guy. Well, that was a hell of a segment. I like it, you know, with them running in and out of a fucking holiday inn. Like they're big rock stars with a holiday inn. Call WCW merchandise, but we don't have to give you a number. What the fuck? What's wrong with that? Well, they said for a free catalog, call WCW merchandise. Didn't have the phone number on there. Yeah, that's typical WCW shit, isn't it? You're not kidding, it is. Look at that. Goddamn Candyman. Dude, that's what's great. Like, it says Candyman. That's the first time we've seen him here, but he has no candy. Right. What what, 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 what are we doing? Well, we're like saying, fuck you, Jim Hurd, is what we're doing. Oh. Man, the fans are just... <laughs> just... You know, I remember Jim Crockett promotion selling this venue out all the time. 
Holy shit a moly. The master blasters. One of the million gimmicks Kevin Nash had. But you know what? That's pretty that's a pretty good look here, didn't you think? Um no. I did. When they were walking down there together, that that shot. Well, the four thousand fans are not impressed. Okay, how about the eight million watching on TV? Well, they're watching the eight million are watching the main event. They're not watching this, let me assure you. Uh all right, so this gets a dud rating, by the way. Well, I'm sure. Microtundo got a half a star. Freebird's got two stars. But here's what here's what he would say about your boy here. <clears throat> for the life of me, I can't understand letting guys make their pro debuts on a show of this caliber. Actually, for their first match, this could have been a lot worse. The taller guy was okay for our first match. The smaller guy was pretty bad. The taller of the blasters, whose build is 6'10", although not as muscularly massive as Sid Vicious, is called Iron. So they're pushing the, Hey, the big guy might actually be something. And of course we know it's Kevin Nash, baby. I, I like the look. I like the red Mohawk, but for the life of me, I have no idea who this partner is here. Who is this Conrad? Um, the report from the time, uh, said Al green. I don't think that's accurate. Yeah. Do we ever see this guy again? Oh, no, he was, he was in and out. Just like I'm going to be when I get blue chewing. I believe the, uh, he's actually the replacement. Um, I don't think this is Al green. I think Al green replaced whoever this guy was. All right. But I forget his name. Uh, you know, the, the fact is, and uh, it's unfortunate here that, that Tim Horner and uh, Brad Armstrong could do a lot of great things. Yeah, but they're just positioned to be. <laughs> you love that finish, don't you? <laughs> you see the miss? Yeah. He completely missed again. Jesus. <laughs> he whiffed twice. You know, I would think after I whiffed once, I wouldn't try it again. Oh, fuck. He whiffed. He whiffed again. Oh. That's a finish. No, kicked out. Yeah, I can see why this match is a dud. But. The good news is goddamn candy man's in it. One, two, got a two count, and that is all. They've done a good, pretty good job filling up those chairs along the hard camera there. The hmm. big old guy in the front row. You still with me here, Connie? I'm with you here, baby. All right. I was told to lay out and let you do your no, thing. No, no. Don't you fucking know. I'm trying no. to let you warm up. I'm warm. I'm warm. I'm, I'm past being warm. Hell, anytime I talk about Francine, I'm warm. Oh, 
So there. I'm warm. You're not late. Don't you fucking lay out. Okay. All right. I'm here. Okay. Shoo. You lay out. I mean, we've got the goddamn candy man in here. <laughs> we got this guy. Only thing he knows how to do is try to throw a headbutt. God bless him. Are you ready for, um, this week's, uh, rap song or whatever? Tony Reed's rap. Oh God. We got to do that again. Oh, listen to me. You know, we, uh, one of our, uh, low key big hogs, uh, who downloads our podcast all the time, Adam Des Moines, yeah. who is, who is, you know, most guys who are in our click, uh, know that he is a handy ass. Uh, Are you going to say words here? What, what, you... And so what, what I was saying is he's, uh, he, he's pretty pissed off about us doing rap. Oh, okay. So we should stop because a lot of other people think that I'm not funny and I should lay out. No, no, we should not stop. We should do it, I guess, because that's what people come to expect. Right. I mean, I, I thought it was working out. I like it. I'm having a good time with it. What song are we doing this week? Conrad? We're going to do Eminem's without me. Oh, I like Eminem. That's good. And so Adam Des Moines, if you want to, uh, you know, uh, lay out here and leave us to fuck alone, we're going to do some rap. I'm not saying but meanwhile, the master blasters, are they the master blasters? Yeah. And Kevin Nash looks like a million bucks here. Yeah, he does. The other guy looks like he turns wrenches. How about this little setup here? Shoulder block Jones. Shoulder block Jones. And there's your finish. And we're done, yes, son. Oh, here's here you are again with Brian Pillman. Let's hear Brian's interview. Blasters, our first look at the NWA, the Master Blasters. Flying Brian with us. I know you're looking forward to that big title matchup tonight between Sting and the Black Scorpion. Who what? the What's he saying? I thought we we're listening. Well, okay, never mind. There's definitely a lot of people Fuck out there. It. I just want to do fun stuff. With great anticipation. No, I think let's listen to what Brian says. And this is what Brian says. Tony, I got, a, I got some advice for you. Take whatever blue chew you have, go to Philadelphia, and he'll beat your ass. That's right, Brian. It is only a joke. I am not coming after you, Francine. I love you. I think you're beautiful. I like your husband. It's all a joke. It's all in fun. But my objective is <laughs> to win three consecutive blowjobs on three consecutive days. Oh, God. I'll get a blowjob during the power hour, oh, no. one on Saturday, and one on Sunday. It's successful. Oh, no. I will get a free supply of blue chew the rest of my life. And I will have your husband kill me. But that's okay. I'll die happy. A wrestler selected from eligible candidates who've agreed to compete. This wrestler will draw three names at random. One will get a, a job on Friday night. Those three names represent what kind of fucking gauntlet? How Jesus Christ, how confusing is this? All bouts will be one fall with a 15 minute time limit. And Jesus Christ. Hey, so you, what I'm curious about is after you're talking about Francine, uh, you went right to three blowjobs. Are you, are you looking to get topped off or are you trying to get some stank on your hang low, get some nappy dug out? What are you looking for? Okay. Where, where do you come up with these terms? <laughs> with, 
Which which one was confusing? <laughs> Stank on your hangover. <laughs> you don't know what that means? Do you need or me to explain na- or you, you figure that out? <laughs> or nappy duck out. Hey, to subscribe to the wrestling wrap up 2495 to one CNN center. Holy shit. We should send him 2495 and tell him to send the goddamn issues. <laughs> <laughs> Let's do it and just see what happens. Oh God. Oh, look at there. Oh. Missy. Ah. Oh man. What do you think that hair situation was like? Where we're there or down low. You think? Oh my gosh. Listen to you. Long as the collars and cuffs match, I don't care. What's Rick? What's, what's he going to say here? Do you think? Uh, okay. Rick, I would just do anything to get you backstage. I'd do anything. I will miss you. Let me say this. Woo. Only if you've got as much hair down there as you got up top here. Let me say this. No hair, no flair. Right now, I'm 70 years old. I had a baby's arm one time. Woo. That was big. But right now, at 70 years old, I've got, woo, a colostomy bag that's bigger. So I'll take the colostomy bag, yank it off, do a muff dive, see how much hair is there, and get it across this beak. Woo! That's what I'm talking about. And if you know what they say about George Jones being an oak show, I'm an oak show. You see what I'm saying? Woo! And Missy, come on back to see me one day. Woo! And I'm the nature boy, Ric Flair. Woo. And I'm the main man. Woo. And I'm Conrad's father-in-law. Woo. Does that blow your mind? It blows my mind. Woo. Woo. Come on, the nasty boys. Yeah. So up next is the nasty boys. And, uh, they're going to be taking on, are you ready for this? Terry Taylor and Jackie Fulton. They're going to go seven minutes and 11 seconds. They're going to get a star in three quarters. And to me, this feels like about as good of time as any for us to do Tony Reed's rap, which if you enjoy this segment, we should tell you over at lowestrules.com. We've got three new shirts up. One of which is Blumpkin mania, uh, which was inspired a few weeks ago on an Andre, the giant story, but the other two are straight out of Craigsville. And my favorite Tony reads rap. So if you'd like to uh, pick up a shirt, you most definitely should. They're over at lowestrules.com. Uh, you've got, uh, some interesting designs over there. I think you're going to kick out of ready. I'm uh, yeah. If you're ready, I'll go ahead and uh, hit the beat here. Hit the beat. Tony Shivani. Real name, no gimmicks. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Two trailer park girls go round the outside, round the outside, round the outside. Guess who's back? Back again. Tony's back. Tell a friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back, motherfucker? Guess who's back? Guess who's back, motherfucker? I've created a monster because nobody wants to see WWE no more. They want AEW. Vince Chop Liver. Well, if you want AEW, then this is what I'll give you. Give you a bit of weed mixed with some hard liquor, some vodka that'll jumpstart my heart quicker than a shot when I got shocked at the hospital by the doctor when I'm not cooperating, when I'm rocking the table while he's operating. Hey, hey, you waited this long to stop debating? Because I'm back. I'm on the rag and ovulating. I'm what? I'm on the rag and ovulating. You know I got 
a job, Ms. Pritchard, but your husband's heart problem is complicated. So the WWE won't let me be or let me be, so let me see. They tried to shut me down on MLW, but it feels so empty without me. So come on and dip. Bum on your lips. Fuck that. Come on your lips and some on your tits. And get ready because this shit's about to get heavy. Just settled all my lawsuits. Fuck you, Lois. Now this looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me because we got need a little controversy because it feels so empty without me. I said this looks like a job for me because everybody just follow me because we need a little controversy because it feels so empty without me. Little hellion kids feeling rebellious, embarrassed. Their parents still listen to Michael Cole. They start feeling like prisoners, helpless, till someone comes along on a mission and yells, bitch, a visionary. Vision is scary. Could cause, start a rebellion, polluting the air, waves a rebel. So let me just revel and bask in the fact that I got everyone kissing my ass. And it's a disaster, such a catastrophe for you to see so damn much of my ass. Will you ask for me? Well, I'm back. Na, 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 Fix your Ben antenna, tune it in, and then I'm going to enter and ending up under your skin like a splinter center of attention back for the winter. I'm interested in being thing. The best thing since wrestling infesting your kids ears and nesting testing attention, please feel the tension. As soon as someone mentioned me, here's my 10 cents, my two cents. It's free. A nuisance. You sent who said you sent for me. Now look, it looks like the job for me. Cause everybody just follow me. Cause we need a little controversy. Cause it feels so empty without me. I said, this looks like a job for me. So everybody just follow me. Cause we need a little controversy. Cause it feels so empty without me. A tisket, a tasket, go tit for tat with anybody who's talking this shit. And that shit, Eric Bischoff, you can get your ass kicked worse than them little NXT bastards. And Morrow, you can get stomped by Excalibur. You 36 year old ball headed ass. Blow me. You don't even know me. Oh my God. You don't even know me. You're too old. So let it go over. Nobody listens to NXT. Now let's go. Just give me the signal. I'll be there with a whole list full of new insults. I've been dope, suspenseful with a pencil ever since Graves turned himself into a symbol. But sometimes the shit just seems everybody only wants to discuss me. So this must mean I disgusting. But when it's just me, I'm just obscene. Though I'm not the first kind of controversy. I'm the worst thing since Kodak Black. <laughs> you motherfucker, you put that in there. And I'll and to do black music selfishly and use it to get myself wealthy. There's a concept that works. 20 million other old white announcers emerge, but no matter how many fish are in the sea, it will be so empty without me. Now this looks like a job for me, so everybody just follow me. Cause need a little controversy. Cause it feels so empty without me. I said, this looks like a job for me. So everyone just follow me cause you need a little controversy cause it feels so empty without me kids. Might be some of your finest work, sir. Well, in response to that, I just says, I just settled my, all my lawsuits. Fuck you, Lois. My favorite part was, um, 
I go tit for tat with anybody who's talking this shit or that shit. Eric Bischoff, you can get your ass kicked worse than the little NXT bastards. And Morrow, you can get stomped by Excalibur. When you did that and just lost it a little bit, that was. <laughs> and then you 36 year old ball headed ass blow me. That's when you lost it right there. Yeah. Wow. That was a fun one. I, I really was surprised that I guess you've never obviously heard the song because part of this had oh, the Batman I, shit where he says, well, I'm back. No, 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 no. And you just said, well, well, I'm back. No, 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 I had heard that song. Yeah, I had, I've heard some Eminem stuff. What do you think about the uh, remixes where we change the lyrics up a little bit? Uh, that's, that's some pretty dandy writing, pretty dandy writing right there. And of course we've got one of the, uh, NXT, uh, coaches. And Terry Taylor right there. Yeah. You've got a former NXT coach going to be with you this Wednesday, Billy Gunn. Yeah. How about that? By the Being way, link. by the way, <clears throat> to be clear, uh, neither Tony nor myself, hey, WWE or NXT, we're trying to be entertaining and irreverent. We do not. We do not hate anybody. As a matter of fact, I met Morrow only one time. He was very nice to me and I wish him nothing but success. I'm, I'm blocked by two people on Twitter, uh, Goldberg and Mario Ronaldo. You've been blocked by Mario. Yes. Well, I'm sure after that song, he'll block me now too. Yep. Probably it's a, it's a joke, Mario. Okay. It's a joke. I hope you do well. Of course. And you're a very good announcer. As a matter of fact, did you see his documentary last year? No, did not. All right. What's his documentary about him? Oh, well, of course. I'm sure it's a very interesting story. I don't know anything about it, but I'm sure it's very interesting. That's the one, two, three. The nasty boys get the win. You know, we rip on Bischoff. We rip on Bruce because they're our friends. We make fun of JR, we, you know, and, and his southern ways. And we make fun of me. We make fun of you. We make fun of everybody. And it, it goes back to this, my daughter, Laurie, who has one of the best sense of humors of anybody I've ever met in my life. Thank God that she was raised correctly. She's the one that sent me that meme the other day that I sent you. And the meme says, you know, what's funny, lots of shit. So lighten the fuck up. <laughs> I just thought no, that says it all. Fall right. Ball, 1990 mountain madness. We'll be back after these words. By the way, uh, Meltzer was freestyling. We talked about this a couple weeks ago with uh, her because I just covered this show with him. So if you've if you watch this show with us and you want to go get some more insight and not just hear Tony Schiavone rap about dicks or whatever, uh, Grillin Jr. has this something that was suggested here, which I thought was interesting, is when Meltzer is sort of critical of Terry Taylor here. He says you could even debut Terry Taylor as the Scorpion, have a great match. And have Sid do the run in without giving a pinfall. Sting can keep his heat by unmasking Taylor. Taylor will benefit by having a great match without getting pinned, and Sid can still do whatever he needs to do. I don't want anyone to think any of these ideas are mine. In fact, they were all given to me by someone from within the company, but all seem to be viable. Debuting Terry Taylor on the losing side of a bad opening tag match will hardly remove the jobber image Vince McMahon gave the guy. And what's the point of even bringing him in? 
if he's going to be important to the NWA as he was to the WWF. What do you think Sid's saying here? Oh, well, we missed it. But, uh, do you know who gave Meltzer those ideas? Jim Ross. No, Terry Taylor did. Oh. Wasn't that, go back and read that again. Of course it was Terry Taylor. Now that you say that, painfully obvious. Jesus. I'm not going to say who gave me that idea, but then he starts putting over Terry Taylor. Shit. How fucking obvious was that? All right. Somebody say something about bull whip. Look at those empty seats. Look at Tommy's haircut. Would you? Holy fuck. That's a hell of a haircut. There's always going to be a special place in our heart for Tommy rich. Isn't it? Of course. Oh, he's one of the funniest guys ever. Oh God. He will not tell you if he's bleached his balls with peroxide though. No, he won't. He will not. He will not expose anything about his past. I wouldn't say he did anything with him. I asked about his ball bag. Yeah. No, he won't say anything. He won't. Hey, what'd you think about, uh, this past weekend, new Japan ran a wrestling show at the old ECW arena. How about that? How'd they do? I thought the show was, uh, I mean, the shows were well-received. There was a little bit of controversy on Saturday night though, because it got a much, much later start because apparently someone tried to sabotage it. How about that? What? Yeah. Uh, what attempt was made to sabotage? What actually did they try to do? New York requires that you have an ambulance on site. Uh huh. And someone called the ambulance company that morning and said the show was canceled. They didn't need it. So as those guys were sitting around waiting on the ambulance to show up and it never did, they called and said, Hey, we're just checking to see where the ambulance is. And they were like, oh, you guys called and canceled this morning saying the show was canceled. And we're like, mm, no, we didn't. And so then they're like, well, what can we do to get an ambulance out here now? Oh, we don't have any. We're all committed. Sorry. So technically the show would have had to have been canceled, but they found some, a solution, but it took a while to find a solution. And then of course, in New York, it took a while to get the folks over there. Wow. That's uh lots of speculation as to who did it. And of course the internet saying that Vince McMahon called, let me assure you it was not Vince McMahon. Yeah. Why would he worry about that? No, but a lot of people have their theories as to who did it. And there's some interesting theories out there. That's, that's disturbing news because it, it harkens back to the, the old days in wrestling cutthroat promoters trying to, you know, hurt the other. I've told you the stories that Colonel Robert Parker told me about the old days. About promoters would come into the territory with guns. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's disturbing. I I think everybody... Good God. What the flying fuck? So does does uh, smart me up on this, and I, and I should know, and, and I guess as I further go into get involved in, in AEW and does new Japan have a deal with ring of honor? Yeah, they've worked together for some, uh, for some time, but no, I'm that's, uh, I'm not, that's it. I don't have anything else to say. Oh, I'm sorry. 
No, no, I'm done. That's all. What? You're not going to talk about that? You're not going to talk about New Japan, Ring of Honor? And- no, no, yeah, they ran a show that I got you tickets for that you watched with your son in Madison Square Garden a few months right. ago. I just didn't know if they had a working agreement or, you know, I, what, what I'm saying is, is that, that I like Japanese wrestling. I really do. I, I like it more than I've ever liked it before. And I just wanted to see where I would be able to see some of these guys. I oh. guess they got, they got a show, right? Access TV, access TV. Uh, come on, Tommy, get that. Tommy's got to win with the Thez press. I, at least I hope Tommy's going to win here. It's wild Bill Irwin. Here he comes. Thez press. Ah, I called it. Didn't I? How did you know? That's it. That's his, that's his move. There he is. Somebody say something about going over. <laughs> <laughs> this man's got a star and a half. Next yeah. up, we've got something I think you're going to be really excited about. All right. Susan Sexton and Bambi for the LPWA title. Oh, God. That'll be interesting. Here's the, here's the WCW top 10. Give us a rapid fire word association. Number 10, Buddy Landale. Uh, lame brain. Tommy Rich. Great guy. Junkyard dog. Uh, can't work. Blind Brian. A lot of pussy. Hanson. Blind as a bat. Vicious. Vicious. Wyndham. Great worker. Anderson. Fat ass. Flair. Uh, gimmick. Luger. Uh, idiot. All right. Here's the doom top 10 for the tag uh, titles. Rotunda and Horner. What the fuck? Dog and Gante. What the fuck? Even more. Brian and Z-Man. More pussy. Samoan SWAT team. Old Jup. Freebirds. Fuck. Southern boys. Underrated. Horseman. Uh, tremendous. Rock and roll. Even more pussy. Steiner. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Women's world championship. Reveal that. Are you ready? Right? You're going to love this belt. This is a belt for all belts right here. Is it really? Oh yeah. It's going to be interesting to compare now what the women could do back. <laughs> well, we're going to see a couple heifers in here. I know I can't say heifer, but you know what I'm talking about? Get these women out of here. This is a man's sport and I'm a man. I said, people don't realize that without my glasses, I can't see shit. I may walk off the back of this fucking stage and go face first, but it wouldn't matter because I'm Stan Hansen. Fuck out of here with spitting that old shit me. Don't you know that I got this hair coughed, quaffed? I got quaffed. I got a hair. I don't give a damn about your hair, dude. You some bitch. I'm Stan Anson. I can't even see where the camera is. I can only see lights. So I know the cameras were lights because I'm blind as a fucking bat. And I'm from Texas. That's right. Not the dusty roads, Texas. I'm talking about real Texas. And I was a star in Japan, a big star. And I'm coming for you, Lex Luger. Later this year, I'm going to take this damn bull rope in my hand. I'm going to beat the fuck out of you. Is what I'm going to do. Shivani, I'm going to get him fucking out of here. My hair just got quaffed. All right. I don't know why that's funny, but it is. I want to see this belt. I think you're ready. Bambi and Susan Sexton. By the way, Meltzer would say, uh, no heat or interest in this match whatsoever. Of course, these girls were never on TV. They knew nothing of them. 
How can you say there's any interest in this match when they, they don't even know the, the participants? Why did you let them put this on TV? Well, you know how I was back then. How about that belt? This. What the fuck? Do you see this? <laughs> Look at this. Like he's trying to show it to the camera and the camera's like, nope. We're not. <laughs> no, I'm shooting it, but they're not going to put that on. Oh, God. Look at it, dude. Oh, my God. It looks like it was made in your fucking garage. <laughs> well, it was like we got there and they, they said, we don't have a women's belt. Somebody, somebody go to Hobby Lobby right now. <laughs> That's exactly right. Go to Hobby. Well, you can't go to Hobby Lobby, but you, you can go, well, go to Michael's and just put some sparklers on a piece of tin. And Wait, why couldn't you go to Hobby Lobby? Hobby Lobby was a thing. Oh, yeah. I was, okay. I, I got, Yes. We're taping this on Sunday when Hobby Lobby is closed, but obviously Hobby Lobby wasn't closed when we had the Clash of the Champions. Got it. Okay, so we go to How Hobby Lobby. How do you know and we that t- Hobby Lobby's closed on Sunday? <laughs> God, you're the oldest, whitest motherfucker I know. <laughs> you don't only know about Hobby Lobby, you know their goddamn schedule. <laughs> How is that real? Hobby Lobby and Chick-fil-A are closed on Sunday. You have never seen a Shawn Michaels match until last year, but you know, <laughs> when chicken sandwiches that are Jesus approved are available and you know, when Hobby Lobby's open, <laughs> this is amazing. I love, I love Jesus approved chicken sandwiches. Okay. Well, that's, and I, I love Jesus approved chicken nuggets. Where are you at on these windy, spicy nugs that everybody's talking about? I haven't tried them yet. I don't go to Wendy's. Sorry. Ever? Ever. You have a, you, I have, got, you have a beef with Wendy's? Yes. I got fucked through the drive through at Wendy's one time and I won't go there again. Wait, they messed what? up one order ever. And so now you won't go back. That's right. Do you realize, Not- do you realize if you had cut Lois that same amount of slack, you wouldn't have been, we wouldn't be talking right now. Yeah, you're right. You'd be sipping surge mojitos on a beach in the Bahamas with a girl who loves butt stuff. You and I need to go on a you and I need to go on a vacation somewhere. Just you and me. You invited me to Disney earlier and I ain't fucking going there. No, I'm talking about somewhere that you'd go. That I would go. Yes. Where would you go? Well, not Disney. Well, I know that. So I, I want to pay attention to this match. I want to see how, oh, no, nah, I don't want to pay attention to this match. No, you don't. Just, I, I think it's, I'd like to say this. I think it's absolutely amazing how far women's wrestling has come. And you've got to really credit the WWE with that. Uh, and you got, and, and not only that, we're, we're getting ready to have Rio against Nyla Rose. And. Nyla Rose, come a long way. Them to rules. Nyla Rose. <laughs> oh boy. Yeah, no heat at all. As a matter of fact, no, no one's even watching the match, are they? No. Talk to the person to their left, their right, going to go get a hot dog or get something to drink. Or get something to drink. There's something to drink. There's Dennis Brent, WCW Magazine, down with the Dennis Brent's good kid. Her Dennis's health had been bad in recent years, and I'm talking to him on uh, the social medias. Are you? Yeah. Yeah. 
Dennis is a good guy. Trying to work some stuff out on the social medias. Good. Friend of JR's and, uh, I saw him get inducted into the cauliflower alley club hall of whatever. Uh, Dennis Brent did. Yeah. That's, that's good. I saw him a few years ago. Do it. Yeah. yeah. I was there for the little dinner and speech and all that. Yeah. He earned that. You think you'll ever, uh, accept an invite when you get an opportunity? Uh, what, what to go there and speak, uh, to be inducted. They're not going to induct me into their hall of fame. Why wouldn't they? Well, they just wouldn't. Why, why would they one, two, do, do they have an, what the fuck? is that it? Who won? No one knows. Look at that belt. I don't know who this girl is. I know Bambi is Susan Sexton. Duh. You know anything about her? Yeah, I know she's the goddamn champ. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for that, Conrad. Yes, she is the champ. Roll up, double roll. She's from Australia, bro. Okay. That's the reason you don't know her. She's still she's still alive. Okay. Her real name is Shannon Sexton, but she wanted to throw people off the trail. So she wrestled under the name Susan Sexton. She's born in Perth, Australia. Okay. She moved to the U.S. in 75 and started Thank working you. for Mildred Thank Burke. You. Okay. That's enough. All right. By the way, <laughs> can I ask you, can she, I ask you something? She lost that belt in Jan- late January of okay. the next year to Lady X. <laughs> you may know. Here's what we should do. We should run out there to LA next time we're out there. I'll uh-huh. be out there in two weeks, actually. Uh, we should see if she's still doing tarot card reading out there. Cause I think she was once a psychic and tarot card reader, which really is the perfect, like second career after being a professional wrestler. Okay. Can I ask you, <laughs> here we go. Here we go. Uh, I just, I want to go back to something here. Okay. All right. She changed her name to Susan to, <laughs> to put people <laughs> off the trail. What trail was that? <laughs> I thought it was funny. I'm sorry. It is funny because uh, I'm going to change my name to Susan to put people off the trail. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, there must've been a bunch of people on the trail. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And that's like, what was he used earlier? Dugout cooter. <laughs> Dugout cooter. What are you talking about? I've never said nothing like that. You said something. Something dug out. What was it? I nappy dug out. Nappy dug nappy, out. Nappy dug out. Is that weird for you? That's, that's, that's hilarious. All right. Somebody smart me up. Who's maximum overdrive here. How do you not know who maximum overdrive are? I don't know who they are. All right. Well, Hunter is Tim hunt. Okay. Good. Don't know is, Tim hunt. Silencer is Jeff Warner. Okay. Don't know either one of those guys. Boy, you're just, you're just hurtful and inconsiderate. Well, I, I'm sorry to the, do they become, they, they move on to become big stars because I don't remember them at all. Well, how about when, when Jeff Warner was also Norm, known as JW storm. Okay. There. I know JW storm. He was also agent storm and big juice, which is kind of hilarious. Big juice. And that's it. Right. The other guy was not known as anything. No. Why are you saying that? You know, Tim hunt. Really? What did he become? Oh, listen to the way you're talking. What did he become? Well, come on. Don't go. Oh, what he, I, I need to know. It's you're I fucking, need to know this. You're being very judgmental right now. Okay. I'm not being very judgmental. Okay. He also wrestled as Tim Hunter. 
Tim Hunter? Yeah. Okay, that helps out a lot. There you go. There you go. Tim Hunter, I knew. Tim Hunt, I didn't know. I mean, he wrestled for WCW in 1990. What else do you need? Uh, apparently, without with doing the job here for the Steiners. God, can you imagine? Can you imagine going in the ring against these guys thinking that if I don't do what they want me to do, they, they could really just fuck me up. Here's the deal. <laughs> you got to think, not kidding. Like the Steiners looked at these guys as disposable, right? They're like a paper right. plate. They're like a solo cup. Right. I'm going to use them this one time. I'm going to throw them away. Wow. What do you think? How much money? Lock takedown. How much money would it take for you to get in there with them? The Steiners? Yeah. There's no money. There's no money that I would get in there with the Steiners with. No money, huh? No money. I don't know what to say about that. No money. That, no, there's not, there's not enough money. G- give me a figure. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. You say how much money would it take? Just throw a figure out. Five grand. No. No. Fifteen grand. No shit. No hell. No. One match, buddy. One match. Yeah. You know what I would do? I would take one fucking bump. I'm not taking a goddamn Frankensteiner. I can tell you that. Why not? I'm not taking a fucking hip toss like that. Would you take a belly bump from Lois for that? <laughs> for five thousand, yeah. What if she gave you a hundred dollars? Lois, uh, Lois, uh, you know, Lois can't move. You do know that, don't you? Hang on now. What are we talking about? Well, I'm talking about that. She's, uh, she's kind of all crippled up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're talking about your wife here, bro. Well, I'm, I'm being honest about her. I mean, she's, <sighs> she's, uh, she's got a couple of bad knees, got arthritis in them, I guess. Uh, and moves real slow. She gets uh, injections into her knees, you know, of cortisone or whatever. And uh, she's just all banged up. I don't know how it happened. She's never taken a bump in her life, but she's just having trouble moving. Whoa. Now the fans reacted to that, didn't they? Yeah. Fuck. Why do we ever break these guys up? They were. They were legit. That's badass. Why not? Yeah, it was. So where are you and I going to go on a vacation? Dude, you. What if we went to? Um, I mean, I tried to get you a gig in Australia, and you wouldn't even entertain it. Yeah, I don't want to go to Australia. Okay, where do you want to go? Uh, let's go to Aruba. All right. You know, that's where Arn loves. It's Arn's favorite vacation spot. Really? I heard Tahiti was nice too. You ever been to Tahiti? Yeah. Is it nice? Yeah. I've been everywhere but Aruba. When that white girl from Alabama went missing down there, I decided I should probably lay that one out. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're probably right. I'm, I'm being a smart ass. I would go to Aruba. Yeah. And you're not a white girl from Alabama. So sure. you'd be okay. It's true. At least I don't think you are. No, I'm not. 
I can prove it next time I see you. I've offered many times. <laughs> That's all right. I take your word for it. But, you know, I, I just, uh, uh, I just got a taste of the life in the sun this past week. And I really enjoyed it. What do you, and, what do you mean life in the sun? Well, look, all right. This is a truism about me that I have, I have taken on a lot of jobs, as you know. Yeah. And I have spent most of my life, I like to think, working hard. Right. And not enjoying life. And I had a five-day vacation. And, yeah, you've got re- to be ready for Disney. It's exhausting. But all of a sudden, I was enjoying life. And I, uh, I, I, I remember thinking, boy, I've missed out on a lot. Um, so it's not that I'm not going to continue to work hard. I am, but I just, there was a realization that I have not enjoyed life and I've been just putting my nose to the grindstone. And I realized that when I was in Disney this past week. So you're going to try but, uh, to enjoy life a little more. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, I've been inviting you to stuff for a while and you just wouldn't take it. Now you're in, you might be now, ready to hang. Um, I'm going to hang. Okay. Absolutely going to hang. Well, you know, I was asking you to go have drinks after the show this Wednesday yeah. and you're like, no, nah, I can't. No, I'm, I got to work. Well, but <laughs> did you hear what you just said? <laughs> oh God. Uh, yeah, the Steiners get the win. God, this. Of course I do. Up next well, is, is something you really need to see. Okay. Stan Hansen making a debut here. Going to murder oh. Tom Zink. Oh, no. Really? I'm sure Tom didn't want to do this job coming up. Melser would say Hanson worked fast and stiff. It was fine given the time limitations since it was all action. But for the life of me, if I had a guy who was under contract to earn 156 grand, who was a pretty decent worker, I would have at least made this a competitive match. Hanson obviously needed to get over in the end, but if he got a clean win, having a good match and winning would help him just as much. And destroying Zink in this fashion when he can mean a little in a tag team with Pillman and given his contract is about as smart as throwing $3,000 each week into a furnace. Well, this was only booking, you know, and he and he and Stan were, were buddies. Well, Stan Hansen's a fucking legit badass. Very believable. Yeah. Right. I remember when Ole said he was going to bring him in. I was, I was pretty excited about it because what you just said, legit, badass, very believable. I thought he would, he would help us out a great deal. Hey, I think we need to mention, and, and we haven't really talked about it that much, but leading up to this, this is in the midst of the Black Scorpion. That's what this whole show is about. The Black right. Scorpion is going to be wrestling Sting in our main event. And our co-main event is Ric Flair challenging Lex Luger for the United States Championship. Yes, I'm going to do the job. Here I go. He's probably just happy that looking at the size of the crowd, not many people are going to see it. <laughs> yeah, they will on TV. Ooh, 
Great job there, Tom, rolling in. Shit. I know we talked about this before, but I had a chance to talk to Stan for quite a while in Las Vegas. Yeah. One, one of the great guys, man. Oh, absolutely. One of the nicest men ever. Pretty cool get to have, uh, Stan Hansen. Yeah. Stark. Oh yeah, absolutely. was. And I understand that coming up in the next Starcast, you are going, you have secured the services of the Yeti. That's correct. I'm the Yeti is going to be there. Really? Yeah. Isn't that fun? What a yeah, fucking I run. I don't know that you saw, but we just announced Van Hammer too. Really? Obi's not listening to this podcast. And by the time, uh, this drops, it will be announced that we have the ding dongs. <laughs> so to recap, I've got red, white, and blue sting <laughs> with the real belt and the real jacket and him wearing the red, white, and blue for the first time in 30 years. But I've also got Cody Rhodes. John Moxley, the Young Bucks, and then keeping with our WCW theme, Lex Luger, Arn Anderson, Ricky Steamboat, Robocop. That's right, Robocop. One more time, <laughs> Robocop. Can you believe we have Robocop, dude? And the Yeti. Okay. And Van Did Hammer. You did you clear it with uh, Universal or Paramount or whatever that you could use RoboCop? I'm just. Do you have Mike Dawkins check on that for us, please? Mark the time. You're bleeping all that out. Stupid fucker. <laughs> hey, I look forward to seeing RoboCop. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> really dumb. should be wonderful. I think it's great. You know, I can't wait. Looking for the rare stuff, you know, like, yeah, yeah. The rare stuff. And we've had crow sting twice, right? Let's get red, white, and blue. It's, it was so hard to get right. agree to do that, right. but I mean, cool. Can I ask, yeah. can I ask a question about the red, white, and blue sting? Yeah. Is it going to blonde spiky's hair? Mark the time locking that out. Just shut up about star cast. Would you? Motherfucker. The questions that I want to know. I mean, I need to know this shit. Okay. Questions that, uh, wow. Holy shit. Tom Zink was head is in the front row. Fuck that lariat. They're going to show, I hope they show that again. Cause I think that was a pretty stiff one. Don't you? Oh yeah, for sure. Jesus. Here we go. Come on. Show it. There you go. Watch this one, boys and girls. Don't dry this at home. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good God. You feel a little bad for him? Yeah. So Luger was watching on that match because he's next. (laughs) 
Wow, some really element. I'm pretty fucking handsome here. I gotta, I gotta say. No, this is probably the best you've ever looked. What do you think you're saying here? Okay, I'd like to say hello to my beautiful wife, Lois. Lois, you and the kids, I love you so much. And that little fucker in Huntsville, Alabama, who's probably like 12 years old right now. Get ready, your future and my future will cross paths. Oh, we're setting up Ric Flair and uh, Lex Luger here. And a crooked camera from Russell War. How about this uh, this look for Flair here with the pink and blue? I like, it looks pretty good. I like it. That's pretty that's a pretty damn good gorilla press slam. <laughs> oh yeah, I should penny. Hey, this is not uh, The Undertaker and Shawn Michaels, but it'll do. Yeah, I like uh, I like this era, WCW. I like Lex Luger and Ric Flair here. Yeah, you know, uh, again, it's a, it's a tribute to Ric Flair. And the reason it's a tribute to Ric Flair is because Luger was not that good of a worker. Many would say he's a lousy worker. I wouldn't say lousy, but was not that good of a worker. But Flair made him pretty good, don't you think? What's Luger going to say here? Yeah. Well, I'd like to say that I am going to be part of StarCast 4. That's right, 4. I put up my four fingers right there. And I'm going to be there along with everybody else. And what I'm going to do for everybody who asks, I'm going to put up this hand, this right hand. I'm going to point to the belt. I'm going to make the C with my hand, point to the belt again, and I'm going to do the things that Lex Luger would do. I would put the L up, as you can see. I would point as I'm pointing right now. I'm getting ready to draw a line, getting ready to draw a line with my hand. Hang on. I'm not going to do it right yet. I've got it up. Made the C. One more time. Fingers up. Motherfucker didn't draw a line. Come on. You always draw a line. Here I am on this podcast saying you're going to draw a line with you. But I'm not ready to draw a line with my hand yet. So when I'm ready to draw a line with my hand, I got my, I'm thinking about it, but I'm not going to do it. Say what you want. Your podcast is full of shit. Well, my podcast is full of shit because of Conrad Thompson. Now let's go back to the ring. He never drew a line with his hand. First time ever. Why are you saying that your podcast is full of shit because of me? He said that I didn't. Oh, that was him. But he said, but in fairness. He said my podcast is full of shit because of Conrad Thompson. So what podcast does he have? Oh, okay. He said your podcast is full of shit. No, he said my. Okay. Wow. Rick Flair's awfully walking awfully slow. Oh, okay. It's the video. I thought he was walking <laughs> to the ring in slow motion. Oh my this, God. This is, this is about the same time that he was wrestling the JYD, the junkyard dog. So Rick was in a pretty bad mood right here. You see. Wendy's letting me wrestle. Woo. My God. He doesn't even know Wendy here. Woo. Well, we don't think he knew Wendy there. He may have. May have been on the side a little bit. We didn't know it. Love that robe though, man. 
I know there's a lot of people that think the, the purple robe and you say so. Why would we let a cameraman wear jean shorts? Fuck is wrong with y'all that? never require Jackie Crockett to wear anything decent. Now that that's not Jackie in the ring, but I, you're right. We never did. And you know, back the WWE back then had their cameramen with like these blue jumpsuits on. I just think a cameraman in the ring. Fuck. Shouldn't have fucking jorts on Lex Luger. He's walking slow. Oh, that's a video again. There's not how to do a <laughs> textbook, not how to do a clothesline or a crossbody. I love that old belt he's wearing there. That's one that we can't find, Tony. Supposedly, after Nikita destroyed it on a ring post, it wound up being displayed at Jock and Jill's uh-huh. at the base of CNN Center. Now nobody knows where it is. Well, Maybe I should get in touch with Craig Sager Jr. Oh yeah, help me find that. It'd be the best make good ever for you. Look, you know his uh, about the six man tag belt. You know his father passed away recently. Uh, Craig how, Sager. How, how recent? Uh, a couple of years ago. Wasn't oh, it? so we can ask. Yeah, uh, and his father Craig Sager, and I, I can get in touch with him because they they lived around here. His his son uh, became an announcer, and his father was one of the co owners. Of that jocks and jills. Well, sounds like to me, I might have a lead on a biz out. Yeah. Thank you. Can't wait for you to disappoint me again. You know what? This must be what it's like to be married to you. I feel like, no, always, look, yeah, you, you always it make is. these promises and then it's, nothing happens. It's exactly what it's like to be married to me. You know why? Why? Because you are now, you are now in the role of Lois. Yeah. So, all right. Sitting all around right. getting fucked over. No, I made a no, 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 no. Here's the role of Lois. Okay. Your husband, you being Lois. Now your husband puts a hell of an effort into this, but because he doesn't deliver, then he hasn't done shit. It's not the effort. It's the result. Okay. You're one of these result based people. Well, I don't care how much effort you put into this. I'm going to put some effort into finding the U S but, Oh, thank you. Did you get the belt? No. Well, fuck you. It didn't get the belt, but I put in all this effort. Doesn't fucking matter to me. I didn't get the belt. So there, yeah, this is like being married to me. Yeah. I supported you when you were down. Now that you're on top, you just lie. <laughs> just like it. Uh, where does this rank? Do you think in the, in the, in all the many matches flair and Luger had, uh, that were high profile, uh, not the top five. Okay. Cause they did wrestle a lot. Fuck. Here's what uh, Mouse would say. All the typical stuff before the climax of the match, Hanson ran in and beat on Luger for the DQ, leaving him laying and spitting tobacco juice all over him while flair disappeared into thin air, which made no sense whatsoever. It was weird to see them spend so much time trying to get flair over and then work a finish that made him seem like nothing more than a bit player. He also says they're going to announce that it's been 15 minutes when it's really only been 10. Right. That's always tickled me. The idea that Meltzer somewhere sitting with a stopwatch. Yeah, I know. I understand. He needs to report the times and I'm glad he did. Cause I, I mention them every week here, but it does let you know that he was definitely having to watch wrestling in a different way than the typical fan. You know what I mean? Oh, of course he was. 
and shaving time off was had been done forever. You shave a lot over there? Oh yeah. What are you shaving? Oh, I've I've told you the story about me, the ring announcer at the Omni. Every time I was told it was a Broadway, I said, the fuck it is going to be a Broadway. We're going to go 55, maybe 54 minutes. Why would you cut five or six off? Cause I wanted to get home. Well, why don't you just cut like 25 off. It had to have been too obvious. Too obvious. Give you, give you the perfect example. Please do. I need examples. All right. You make an announcement every 10 minutes, 10 minutes gone by in the match, 50 minutes remain, but. Really nine minutes had gone by in the match when 20 minutes had gone by 18 minutes had gone by and you get to the point where you don't want to shave off 10, you just shave off about five or six. So when 30 minutes had gone by, it had been 28 minutes. You didn't, you see, you didn't shave a minute off there. That's how you do it. And then all of a sudden, by the time you get to 50 minutes had gone by, you really at about. 45. So that's how you did it. And it was important back in the days in the Omni because everybody wanted to make the 11:15 Eastern flight back to Atlanta, back to Charlotte. Do you know, and I may have told you this before, that they had a cage match between Dusty Rhodes and Dick Slater. I'm Dick Slater. Uh, Dick Murdoch. And Murdoch wanted to make a flight. He was going back to Texas. And they put that cage up and they wrestled three minutes at the most. It was horrible because he wanted to make a flight. So. And you felt like that was bad for business. Oh, it was terrible for business. I mean, I get shaving time off and I, and I understand, but if you're going to construct a cage and the construction of the cage lasts a lot longer than the match. And Murdoch just went out and did his goofy three stooges spots that he does. And that was it. The bell, it was over. And the fans were very unhappy. What did Dusty do? Uh, nothing. He just went along with it. Stories of the years of the Omni. I was a ring announcer for many years there. I don't know how many, many years is, but I did a lot. Me and Charlie McGowan, he was the bellkeeper. What's your favorite memory for being a ring announcer? Uh, oh, my favorite memories had to be with Bobby. Eaton. You know, Bobby would, would run outside and he would, he would push me. And then he would say, push me back. And I was pushing him. He would take a bump for me. Barry Wyndham would get juice be bleeding and would walk like a zombie towards me to try to fall on me, get me all bloody. And I would run from him. You know, it was, it was different when you were the ring announcer and you were kind of part of the team. than if you were just a ring announcer that they used on a part-time basis, you know, do you get any, uh, ring announcer rants? No, I'm not saying you closed the deal. I mean, were were they like throwing their panties at you or whatever? I had, there were, uh, there were a number of girls in Atlanta who I knew very well. Uh, and I don't mean in the biblical sense, but there were a couple of them who were always were willing to give us rides to the airport. Would you give, give them us, rides or whatever? No, 
would give them rides to uh, different places. You know, they would take us to Malone's to get something to eat. Uh, there was this one girl uh, who always picked us up. And, uh, you know, we saved money because the cab rides, you'd have to, you didn't get reimbursed for cab rides back then, right? I mean, you, the expenses were your own expenses. So with the exception of the flights, if I wanted to go from Hartsfield-Jackson to the studios and TBS, I had to pay for that cab. But if there was a fan, mostly female, who wanted to give us a ride, then you took advantage of that. Did you ever ask them if they wanted a dicky ride? No, I never did. Why not? I'm a fam. I'm a family man. No, this is. I'm talking about before you were married, when you were just slinging that thing around. I wasn't slinging that thing around in wrestling. I'd oh, been, okay. I got that part. I was married every year. I've been in wrestling. I've been married. When we and you go on vacation, are you still going to be married when we're on vacation? <laughs> I don't know. Okay. What about you, motherfucker? Since I'm always, I'm super married, dude. I'm happy. Okay. But well, I'm, I'm new to it, you know? Okay. So like, I'm, su- I'm super married, dude. I'm happy. That's what I'm going to use. Let me write that down. Well, I'm super married, dude. I'm happy. No, but here's the deal. Like, uh, like you were saying things about what your wife would or wouldn't let you do. Right. I don't have any, I'm, I'm like married less than a year. I'm right at it. By the way, I got the big anniversary trip coming out. Oh, really? Where are you going? Uh, California. A. I'm not oh. going to tell you where, but it's cool. I mean, I will tell you where I'll fair. Okay. Got some cool I love, stuff. I love California. Yeah. My wife hates it. She hates because, everything fun. Oh no. Which, exactly. Exactly. But she doesn't like California because of the politics, but don't think I, I couldn't live out in California. Of course. Everybody oh. could. Much better weather than we have down here. Absolutely. And we could fit in because they're rednecks in California. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, they let people like Efren live in Arizona and that ain't that far. Right. Exactly. Exactly. My good friend. So what do you think of this match so far? We've been kind of, uh, talking about everything else, but. Just your typical Ric Flair match, right? Yeah. I mean, once you know it's a DQ, it's like, why bother? Exactly. You know, I mean, it got a great rating because they're big stars and, you know, believe it or not, Sting and the Black Scorpion got a great rating, but it's just, just sort of there for me, dog. Just like another one, right? Just like another match. I hate to say that, but it is same old stuff. Flair working on the D. What kind of songs will we do next week for you? Let's do a country music song. Okay. I got just the guy. Who's that? Wheeler Walker Jr. No, let's do like Eric Church or. Uh, Wait, do you know any Wheeler Walker Jr. songs? No, I don't. Well, why'd you say, oh. <laughs> How about that guy from Alabama that was uh, that was in the Army? What's his name? Well, there's a great song next week um wheeler walker jr we'll pick one but track four on his 2016 album is can't fuck you off my mind (laughs) i knew there had to be a dirty word in there somewhere well we could go with track nine better off beating off (laughs) well that's a good being married for a long time song (laughs) 
We could also go to his 2018 release where he's, um, you know, talking about how happy he is in his marriage. Track number six still ain't sick of fucking you. <laughs> Something you haven't done in a long time. Track number four fuck you with the lights on. <laughs> still ain't sick of fucking. Something you used to say to Lois back about 84 <laughs> track number one, save some titty milk for me. <laughs> My God. What's this guy called? We Willie Winker <laughs> track number eight yeah. is something that you're looking for in your next ex-wife. Something, a couple things they'll do. Yeah. He likes to call it track number eight anal and the dishes. Really though, <laughs> you, you okay? <laughs> Take some perverted motherfucker to come up with the name of a song like that. His 2017 release, I, I think, is the one you'll like. There's a song here that I feel like is dedicated to you. Track number seven. Ain't got enough dick to go around. (laughs) Meanwhile, Ric Flair up on top. No, got to grab him. No, no, no. Don't throw me down. Wow. How crazy is it that like a year later, Flair would be working for the WWF. It's nuts. But it was the Jim Hurt era, man. He ruled. He ran WCW by. Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? By chaos. Get people mad. Get people mad at each other. I can't can't believe that in today's society, the way. Uh, human resources are and the, w- the way you got to treat people that he could actually be, uh, could have actually survived. Because I look at fans want Luger to rack him. Yeah, this is really a shitty finish. I mean, well, listen, got- I, I love Stan Hansen and his feud with Lex Luger. So I like right. that part, but I mean, a big match like this, you'd like to see a clean finish. Sure you would. And then you could do the heat afterwards. Gently sets Flair on the top rope. Anal in the dishes. You like that? Uh, that was your favorite the, one, I think. That, was, that, that got me right in the gut. We'll play a little bit for you here. No, I don't want to hear it. What? Where do you? Where do you find this stuff?
Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, Wheeler Walker Jr. That's off his hit album, World War Three, WW Three. Uh, check him out. He is uh, just in case you don't know the gimmick, Tony. He is a stand-up comedian. Oh, it's got to be who uh, decided to do a gimmick a, a bit and tried this routine, and it was a hit. And he dropped some albums, and now I've got a lot of my uh, my friends on old Wheeler. Let me see, uh, Stan Hansen. He's, uh, trying to pitch Lex Luger on anal land dishes. How about the tobacco spit on Luger? Can you imagine how repulsed and angry Lex Luger was? This is a guy who had people peel his shrimp and now he's got tobacco juice from another man all over him. Now the good news, he didn't spit it on his face. And it's not like Stan knew what was where. That's right. That was just luck. Just say exactly. There's a body there. I'm going to spit somewhere. Well, there, there was that match. What was your favorite part of that song? I feel like it was your tight, tight butthole. That's a good one. Yeah. My eyebrows were like, you know, Jr. used to say Groucho Marx eyebrows. It's true. Yeah. You like two big ass caterpillars. <laughs> Three, two. I pitched one. Keep blinking. Keep looking. Here we go. I'm going to play this. And now the time is at hand. Sting. If you can beat me, I'll tell you and all the world who I am. If you beat him, he'll tell you and all the world who he is. Well, hopefully I'm going to do that. It's make it or break it time for me taking this really serious there's no goofing off now i want to know who this guy is so i think i'm going to go to the ring right now and get it straight okay jim bob he is concerned the moment is now so big payoff here or so we think there's the black scorpion we've been told it's someone from his past he wouldn't reveal who it is and we're told that uh if sting wins he will reveal himself this is the moment of truth and i love this shot where we follow over the shoulder as he makes his way down but unfortunately from this angle you see just loads of empty seats across from the camera there. Three, two. Shivani? Yes, you do. Thank you very much. Uh, I'm trying to. Okay. We look back on this angle and say it was a shitty angle. No, right? listen, no, I don't say that. I loved it as a kid. Right. That's, adult, I was getting ready to say, say these kids. Terrible. God, I loved it as a kid, man. Yeah, these kids at ringside obviously love it. It's the best the young- shit ever if you're a kid. All right. Because here's the thing. As a kid, you couldn't convince me this wasn't the Ultimate Warrior. I didn't know anything other than once upon a time before they were famous, Sting and the Ultimate Warrior were tag team partners. Then on the other channel, the Ultimate Warrior is the champ. So I'm thinking the Ultimate Warrior is coming in here. Right. So, uh, yeah, I think we're saying the same thing. I was Look leading that, into that. Red, and white, you- and blue, man. Look at that. You tell me that ain't money. Sting yep. in the red, white, and blue. Come on. It's money, buddy. 
they released a figure of Sting in this outfit, the uh, black jacket with the blue fringe or whatever. I think it was a UK only release for Galoo, but I picked it up because uh, that's one of the only action figures I have. I think I have like eight action figures somewhere around the house total, but that's one of them because I just thought it was such a cool look. Ain't well, if you the dishes, if you thought that the black scorpion was the ultimate warrior, then this figure right here would have dispelled that truth. Well, yeah. Once, once we saw, once I saw the, the, the outfit, I was like, oh, that's definitely not him. But you know, when you just hear it, someone from your past, I mean, that's clearly what y'all were leaning into. Sure. We were. The Blade Runners. You got it. What'd you think about go uh, go shopping with them Walmart bitches? <laughs> Loved it. I feel like you're going to be listening to old, old Wheeler later. All right, come on. Let's get this match underway. By the way, I feel like I should tell you what Meltzer wrote about this. He would say, Bad match for a lot of reasons. First, the match was supposed to be a start to finish brawl, but Perez isn't a good brawler. Second, Perez was told to disguise his ring style. So no, so his identity wouldn't be known, but his ring style isn't well enough and owned to begin with, where it would have made a difference. And mostly he's not versatile enough to change it up and still put it together. I'd been told ahead of time. It would be Perez and watching the match. I actually believe they had just found some other muscular guy with maybe one year's experience because nothing happened. Sting came off far below the level of flair and Luger, which isn't good for the guy you're supposed to be building everything around since the heat was nowhere close to the previous match. Anyway, Sting won with a clothesline into the buckle and pin at that point. Hey, well, I won't give a spoiler, but the point is <sighs> it's not what it maybe could have been. And they're not that long into this because we would see the Scorpion debut. But remember this is September 5th when this match happens. We saw the Scorpion debut just like 10 days prior, the uh, August 25th edition. And he's claiming to be from Sting's past. And he's going to continue to wrestle the house shows against Sting basically every night. And, uh, the black Scorpion would even pick up a win the next month at the Omni over Brian Pillman. But he did, he did on the house shows. Uh, put over Pillman and Z-Man. So I don't know why you would have this unbeatable heel as a threat for the world title lose to Z-Man, but they did. Sometimes I think that that Meltzer looked at these matches with too much of a critical eye. Oh, for sure. Yeah. But, I mean, Just, that's his job, you know? Well, I guess it was his job. You know, I think that's really what's sapped a lot of fun from wrestling fans is everybody wants to be a critic now. And, you know, we, we lean into that here on the show and we give star ratings and tell what we thought, but now everybody wants to sort of armchair quarterback, everything about how it could have been better. So now everybody is a, is a business expert. Everything in wrestling could have been better. Oh yeah. Even, Even the great stuff. Except maybe the Undertaker and Shawn Michaels. I don't know how much better that could have been, but 
Well, there's uh, somebody listening right now who could rattle off 38 things they could have did better. Oh yeah. And you know what my, my response to that has always been. Oh, well, go start your own promotion. Well, no, no, my, yeah. In a way we're saying the same thing. My response is do it. Don't talk about it. Do it. People have always talked about, Hey, I want to start a wrestling podcast. Well, guess what? Conrad Thompson said, Hey, I want to start a wrestling podcast. Guess what he did? He did it. He did it. He didn't just talk about it and throw it out there. Say, I would do it like this. He went out and he did it. He acted on it. And now what do, what do you have? You got yourself a big network as Arn Anderson is now a part of it. So there, don't just talk about it. Don't just sit behind a keyboard and say, this is what I do. Go out and do it. Act upon it. And that's what separates the doers from the bullshitters. What do you think Arn would think about anal in the dishes? <laughs> uh, he, he probably would laugh about it. I don't think I'm going to pitch it to him, though. I don't think so either. How's that podcast going? Good? Dude, crushed the first week. Everybody really, yeah. really loved it. And yeah. Episode two just came out yesterday, and I hope people are digging it. But, uh, yeah, it's uh, he's having fun. I'm having fun. Episode one was just sort of how he got to Crockett. And, you know, it's territory days and we'll circle back and do long form profiles another time. But I just wanted to sort of catch everybody up how he got to Crockett. Cause I think that's where most people saw him right. first. And then the, this episode from yesterday is about leaving the NWA for the WWF. So that's, yeah, a, good. that's a big deal too. Well, good. I, I'm, I'm excited and I'm, and I'm actually shocked that he is able to operate a computer. Well, I didn't and- say he was doing it. Yeah, I think Aaron was pushing the buttons for Not no thinking, let me assure you. <laughs> she was there. Yeah, I'm sure. She's more of a six-man tag team partner on that show than Lois is here, you know? Oh, uh, I get it. wonder if Aaron goes to Walmart with the Walmart bitches. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of Al Perez? It's been said that Al Perez... Did not want to be the black scorpion. He felt like it would ruin his career. Yeah. I I know that story. He didn't want to do it. I guess here's my question though. What career did it ruin? Right. And what's wrong with being on top? Like you, you have an opportunity to work a pay-per-view main event against Sting. Sting. Right. The biggest show of the year. And you're Al Perez. Well, yeah. I mean, I hate to be that way, but yeah. Like what's, why not? I, I, I don't know. You know. Sometimes I think guys come up with this stuff that they talk themselves into it. Or sometimes I think other people talk them into it. You mean that they just get in their ear and tell them this will be bad for you? Yep. Hmm. You know, look, it's pretty apparent here that he's got a mask under a mask. Well, why are you giving a spoiler like that? Well, because you can see the red, the red under the black. I can't see shit. Well, then you ain't looking. Oh, you're hurtful. <laughs> so we're going to go to Tahiti. You and me We're like a, a week. Um, all righty. All right. I'm not opposed to it. I'm not either. Bring your credit card, buddy. Oh, Jesus. Good reversal. Pick up.
What is that? Is that the deal? That's just that's your that's your thing. What's my thing? I don't know. Just no. I mean, we're going to share the cost. You know, well, I'm going to bring mine. Sounds like you're being hurtful. Stinger splash. This is it. This is the one, two, three. No, he kicked out. See, I don't know if you noticed guy front row ringside there was checking his watch. Whoa, that's the ultimate insult right there. What a terrible cover. Yeah. Why not hook the leg, Perez? I know. Hook the leg, Perez. Perez was a handsome man. Yeah. He looks like Seth Rollins dad. Yes, exactly. Wow. Those seats, they filled them up earlier. Here comes the big splash. You ready? I'm ready. Stinger splash. Down he goes. One, two, there's your finish. It's over. Sting has defeated the black scorpion, but Conrad has he. Now we're going to take off the mask. We're going to reveal who the black scorpion is. <laughs> oh my God. It's another mask. But, but now but look who's coming we, out on the ramp. Oh no. It's another black scorpion. And he's got Stan Hansen's rope. It's Stan Hansen. Sting did a good job reacting here. He liked it. It was something different. It was. And if I'm right, didn't we have the, uh, black scorpions voice over, over the PA here? Yes. Yeah. And on the TV saying, ha ha sting, you dumb motherfucker. I'm still alive. <laughs> oh my God. Sting. Stupid son of a bitch. I'm playing the audio here. I'll see. I don't know why the referee would be trying to hold Sting back. I don't know what logic there is in that. Let's go to Black. Let's go to Jim Ross. Ladies and gentlemen from Asheville, I think we can all say congratulations to the Stinger for retaining the world. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe that we've got to get out here and filibuster. You went home a little too early and you pulled off the mask and we didn't reveal it was Terry Taylor, which I know Wade Keller said would be a good idea, but we know in fact that was Terry Taylor. Who do you think is under that goddamn hood on the ramp, Steve? Who do you think it is? Well, I just like to say that it takes a lot of money for me to paint my face red, white, and blue again, but Conrad Thompson did it. He came up with that big payday and I'm going to do it in Baltimore. Don't want to do it. But I'm going to do it in Baltimore. I'm going to paint my face red, white, and blue once again. 
Well, I tell you what, fans are going to be excited about that. Then get those tickets at starcast.com right now. But of course, I don't really give a shit about that. I don't want to talk about AEW's debuting this Wednesday night on TNT. Wait a minute. Wait, what's that I hear? Here comes Sid. Hang oh. on. This is Sid Vicious. Uh, now, Conrad wouldn't book him thinking he'd no show. Sid, what do you got on your mind? Well, I want to say this thing. I'm the man that rules the world. Ah, yeah. I'm pointing at your dick. That's right. Ed, not the belt. I'm pointing at your dick. Well, uh, enough of the dick talk. Uh, Stinger, are you on Bluetooth? Well, I've just had this hard match. I don't know what the fuck you're doing out here. Is there not a softball game you can go to somewhere? Is there not someone else you can piss off in the backstage area? You pissed off enough people. You did enough no shows. You may be big and strong, but you're a dip. Ah, let me tell you this thing. I'm going to kick your ass. I'm going to kick your ass on the apron. I'm going to kick your ass on the. Oh, they're getting into a fight. They're getting into a fight. The two men are fighting on the on the. Oh, they use the belt. It's using the belt. Goddamn, go to black. Go to black. Sorry, I got so excited there. I went, got into my Jim Hurd voice and came direct. So I don't, I don't understand what this is all about. We're setting up Halloween Havoc 1990, the next pay-per-view. It's Sid and Sting in the main event. Now I get it. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Sid wants to be your next world champion. He's trying to bring home the big belt for the four <laughs> horsemen. All right. So here come the referees. They'll stop everybody. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I, I got to tell you, I'm really excited that if we're going off there, we're going off there with me saying so long, of course, I'm real glad that Tony Schiavone wasn't even here. Of course, we know that Schiavone is here, but he's in the back. He's not out here with the microphone saying so long, everybody. So that's me. So long, everybody. So there it is. Jim Hurd, executive producer, Keith Mitchell and Jim Ross, Dan Bynum was director, Craig Leather sucking people's dick. Oh, who else? Who else we got in? Uh, let's see. Uh, Brian, Jim Reeves, Tony Lewis, Bill Seibert, Henry Matthews, Jackie Crockett, Steve Shepard with the steady cam. Wes Benton was the assistant, Bill Tinsley and Neil Pruitt. Uh, a lot of guys who I don't even know. So there you go. What'd you think? David F. Crockett. And the F is for fucking. That's for Finley. As we well know. Well, listen, Tony, I, uh, I thought it was a good show. I enjoyed the angle with black scorpion. I know you didn't, but overall the undercard pretty weak for me, but, uh, as a result, I'm really glad that I get to say, Tony, when I look at my clock, I feel like it's about that time. It is about that time. But ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you that AEW dynamite is coming your way this Wednesday, October 2nd, live from Washington, DC and only on TNT two hours, beginning eight o'clock. Tony Schiavone will be there along with Jim Ross and Excalibur and at ringside will be Conrad Thompson leading his two cents in. And we can't wait to have AEW dynamite explode on the scene here in professional wrestling. I'm Tony Schiavone. Enough of that promo. I'm desperately out of time. We'll see you next week on What Happened When on the MLW Radio Network and as well as on Mondays on Patron.